Welcome, 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 everyone. I'm Danielle Woolley. And I'm Elizabeth Gerhardt. And we are the Jersey, the Jersey Podcast. Podcasts. Yay. And we have another Danielle with us today. Yay. So two Danielles, two for the price of one. <laughs> uh, Danielle yeah. Bertini. And she is just an awesome cat lover with a lot of great stories. And Something that she saw on TikTok that neither of us had seen that she's going to bring up today that will be really fun to talk about. So welcome, Danielle. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I guess we want to start with your latest cat story. You and, called it uh, her cat acquisition before. Her cat <laughs> acquisition. Yeah. So please tell us how you got suckered into getting another one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, I've had two cats for quite a while, uh, never intended on getting a third, but, um, here, here we are today. I've got three. Uh, so my latest acquisition, his name is Jake. Uh, he's in the room with me now sleeping. I'll, I'll disturb him in a moment so you can see him. But, um, my husband and I were going out to breakfast in Asbury park for our, uh, wedding anniversary. And That's in Jersey walked- for non-Jersey people. Uh, yes. And so we walked up to the restaurant and this little like five month old tabby kitten literally ran up to me, crawled up my leg and got in my arms. And I was like, okay, who is this? What is your name? What are you doing here? Um, And he tried to follow us into the restaurant. So I asked the restaurant owner if it was his cat. And he said, no, he just showed up here today. So my pessimistic assumption is that someone left him there um, because he was very clean, definitely was very non-feral. He was very friendly. Obviously, he jumped into my arms. Um, and so the restaurant owner like gave him some water. And I said, what are you going to do with him? He said, I don't know. I don't know anything about cats. So my husband and I sat uh, right at the front window and actually texted Danielle Woolley <laughs> because we knew that she did some work with uh, some animal rescues and we weren't quite sure what to do, but we knew we had to do something because he was hiding under cars at the busy intersection. We didn't want to see him get hurt. So uh, we very quickly finished our breakfast and walked out of the restaurant and we couldn't find him. But my husband called him and he, he came running up to us again, Aww. again, jumped into my arms. We took him home just to get him off the street um, and get him safe. And I fed him. Can I just interrupt for a second? Because they went above and beyond. They didn't just take him home. They actually had two separate cars, right? And you left (laughs) one car behind just to make sure this kitten was safely brought back home. Oh, so someone could hold him in the front seat. So he wasn't running all over the car. Oh, that was exactly. Yeah, we had driven separately because my husband was going to go into the office that day. And I was I worked primarily from home. So I was going to go home, but we were a little worried about him being in the car. I didn't have a cat carrier, which I feel like now I should just you should be like me, car. just keep it in the trunk. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was really good in the car. I mean, he just literally sat in my arms the whole time. Um, he was just very sweet. And so we made a little spot for him in our garage just to keep him separate from my other cats. I called the SPCA. They came and got him. Um, I cried when they took him away because it was just so heartbreaking to watch him go. Um, and then I basically called every single day to see how he was. And then finally they were like, listen, 
he's not up for adoption yet, but just fill the application out. You're going to be the first one that we call. You don't have to call every day. We'll let you know. Um, don't call so me. We'll day, call you type deal. Right. So exactly. So the, the day before he was up for adoption, she emailed me and she's like, he's yours. Like no one has called for him. We're not even going to like put him on the adoption floor. He's yours. You know, he'll get his shots neutered, everything, and then you can take him home. And that's what we did. We took him home. So now yeah. he's here. Um, yeah. yeah. When I checked in with her and was like, I'm just checking in. I know you were like really upset about it and you were checking in every day. How, how was he doing? Did anybody claim him? And she just sent me back a picture of the cat in front of her front door, <laughs> like looking outside. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't stop. I, I thought maybe like after a few days, I'd be like, okay, you know, I'll just let him go. He's very sweet. Someone really nice will adopt him. Two is enough. We don't have like a really large house or anything. And my two get along really well. Um, So I was a little worried about bringing a third in, but he is very sweet. And I figured since he was younger, um, you know, that they would all adapt a little bit better and, and they have, which is great. The other really crazy thing about that day is, um, Uh, And I kind of get into this concept that you introduced um, earlier is the cat distribution system. And so there's someone on TikTok who talks about this. And it's basically like whether you want a cat or not, the universe will distribute you a cat when it's necessary. And this has been the case for like all of the cats that I have. And I think especially him, because that same day, uh, my mom had adopted two siblings uh, about four or five years ago. And unfortunately, she had to put one of them to sleep that day. And it was kind of crazy how like that happened. And probably around the same time, this little kitten ran up to me. And I sort of like pitched to her. I'm like, mom, like your other cat is probably going to need a friend, you know, like she, it was a sibling. I don't know how she's going to adapt to that, but I could take him, you know, I could adopt him. And if you want another one, like maybe he could fit right in with you. Um, so that was kind of a crazy, like coincidence, which, um, I ended up keeping him, but my mom did end up getting another cat. <laughs> oh, wow. So you filled two, uh, two homes. Yes. Um, which worked out great. Right. Because yeah, we got to take him and then she got to rescue another really sweet cat. So, but uh-huh. I think she was a little more open-minded to it because of like the timing. And then of course she came to meet him and she was like, I do think that my cat needs a friend, maybe I'm more open to it. So even though she didn't take him, I do think it gave her like a little bit more like open-mindedness to, you know, get another planted friend for the her seed cat. or planted the exactly. catnip. We'll say planted the yes. catnip. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, yep. it must be something about the name Danielle. That's all I can figure because Danielle <laughs> Woolley has cats approaching her nonstop. It seems like. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds similar to what you said. Like my story with Loki is my husband and I, for those who haven't listened to the whole version, I'll give you the long story medium. Um, me and my husband were on a walk talking about how I wanted an- another cat because we only had one and that cat was my husband's best friend absolutely loved him and just kind of was like eh, to me because I was traveling a ton and it wasn't really for some reason I don't know why like I would go near this cat and I would go to pet her and she'd be like no that's okay but then when Brian came around she would like <laughs> leap in his lap and there's Aww. there's the guy I'm talking about right now in the background if you're on YouTube oh Loki I see you but <laughs> he was like you're nuts there's no way and at the time I was traveling a ton so I was barely ever home and I'm like but I really need another pet I need another cat we walked up to the beach like turned around not even a block away from the beach this kitten that I'm pointing at behind me just 
bounced out from under a car and we both just looked at each other. I was like, I manifested it. It's coming home. And at first he said no. And I said, well, we're just going to make sure it's okay. (laughs) We're just going to go check for a microchip. And he's still here. The cat distribution system. Yeah. And similarly, we didn't really know at the time that our other cat was actually sick. So she wound up passing away not long after. So I think the universe sent him to us too. I have a similar story. Um, My like first cat that was just mine. um, A friend of mine was uh, moving into a new apartment and her roommate was allergic to cats. And so I was going to watch the cat for her for a week. Ended up keeping her. She was like my, my kitty soulmate, like yeah. truly. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this so, episode we're saying, oh, a lot. <laughs> yes. But she was, she was the best cat, like just really, really awesome. And I had always said, I'm like, I feel like she needs a friend. And I talked to my vet about it. And the like next day or two days later, my vet sends me a picture of this like four week old kitten. And he's like, I just found this kitten in my backyard. Do you want him? Like just like randomly dropped from the sky. I mean, literally, he said this tiny little kitten just came right up to him, like meowing at him on his back deck. And two days after I had talked to him about like getting another cat to keep her company. Um, and so he was obviously very young. So uh one of his technicians fostered him for like another couple weeks, and then I took him home and um they got along really well. And then unfortunately my other cat got very sick uh, about six months later and we had to put her to sleep. But I was so grateful to have Oliver because I don't like the house already felt empty enough, even though he was there, but like she was, I mean, it's always devastating to lose a pet, but I, I mean, I was crushed by this and he was like really this little like shining light throughout that time. Um, and Oliver can't hear. So he relied on Jackson a lot to kind of know what was going on. And after she passed, he went through this phase of, I mean, he broke everything in the house, like anything that could be knocked on the ground. He just went on like a rampage. He was confused. He was upset. And so I wasn't ready for another cat, but it was clear that he needed a friend, Mm. um, you know, given that, that state. And so we went to Catsbury Park, which uh, was a cat cafe in Asbury Park, New Jersey. And we actually went for my dad because he wanted to get a cat. And of course, I walked in and there was this big <laughs> cat tree right when you walked in for like the cat's room. And there was Hoshi, my second cat that I got, um, sitting there. And one of the volunteers was like, oh, she's really sweet. You should pick her up and hold her. And I did. And she started purring. Yes, and I was like, over. okay. That's it. So I brought Hoshi home and they were the same age. So they got along great. It was perfect. Like, and Oliver is obsessed with her and he just follows her all over the place. Um, And so I was a little worried about interrupting their dynamic with Jake. Um, But it's actually great because Oliver still loves to play like aggressively. And Hoshi's like, no, get away from me, dude. Like, (laughs) I just want to relax. But now he's got this playmate. Um, that kind of matches his energy. So they roll around and wrestle and they love it. And it's, it's actually been a a nice like addition, but yeah, cat distribution system all over, all over the, all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. I, so we usually go pick out our own cats. I mean, checkers did tell us to go get a cat and we got Max who definitely needs a playmate, but we're at three. So I don't know, but, but years ago when we lived in the outskirts of Atlanta, we would let the cats go in and out. 
and we lived in a subdivision and the South is just cat land. You know, there, there were so many stray cats in our subdivision. Our cat Sparky decided that he was going to get his own cat. And so (laughs) So he adopted a cat. He adopted a cat. Yeah. So it was like midnight and we had the cat food in the mudroom off the garage. And my daughter had a friend over and we were up watching like, um, uh, what was it? Rugrats or something vacation. All you ever wanted anyway. And, um, I heard this noise and I went and looked and there was this little, it was like the size of a rat. This little tiny black thing was licking the cat food and, and, and it ran away and it's hind legs barely worked as soon as it saw me. So anyway, long story, medium. Okay. <laughs> that's mine. I have to coin that. So gradually she started coming into the house. It was midnight. And it was so funny because at the time my husband had a Ford Taurus and she would go lay in the window well where the windshield wipers go and she could fit in there. She was so tiny and skinny. So Sparky got sick with a fever, took him to the vet. And while he was gone, she didn't have anybody else. So she came to me. And that was after we'd had her a couple months. And then I took her to the vet because she got sick too. Found out she had been four weeks old when she showed up at our house and she was licking the food because yeah, she could barely eat. So anyway, those two were just entwined with each other. And she turned out to be a really good cat. She's gone now, but um, she was my little black cat, pure black girl cat. And Anyway, they just loved each other, but but it really, she belonged to Sparky. And when I would take them to the vet, and then I'll be done after this, I would take them to the vet, each in their own cat carrier. After the vet was done, they would she would crawl into his cat carrier. So I'd have to take them both out in the same cat carrier. Oh my gosh. So sweet. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so my cat adopted a cat. So the universe definitely brought that one through. <laughs> I love that. What a good story. Yeah. So, so are, do you work in rescue at all, Danielle Bertini, or do you just like finding stray cats and bringing them home? Yeah. I just she goes finding. outside with her flute and she starts playing it <laughs> yeah. and they just come so, running. So then Danielle Woolley, what is the state of rescue right now? We are in early mid July in New Jersey. Are there any kittens available for people that want them? <laughs> There are so many kittens not yet available. So many kittens. Um, And that's why, um, yeah, I don't even know where to start now. So there are a lot of kittens to answer your question. Short story short. And your rescue is Tommy's Cats Rescue. It is. And we work with other organizations so that Tommy's Cats and focus mostly on the TNR part. So for cats that are stray, that are not friendly, that have to be released back out, we make sure that they get spayed or neutered, vaccinated, get a health check, um, and then we return them back, but make sure they have feeder people to care for them. Any that are friendly, we keep, and they've all been friendly. If there's little kittens, we're keeping all the kittens. Um, Mm. I try to stay local to my house just because of my schedule and with my health stuff I don't want to burn out again because whoever's listening who listened maybe three or four episodes ago I'm already contradicting what I said where I'm just focusing on fundraising right now (laughs) because I just couldn't help it because there's just so much demand and you know the rescue community they're my friends and they're burning out too so I'm helping out where I can um and the, the issue is it's like pieces so like our director she has like a list of all the cats in all the places and it's like okay we know we need to do this thing with this group of cats, but we can't until this cat moves out. We need a foster mm. to come in. We have to wait for this one to get cleared of any testing. Oh, there's no spots at the clinic. So 
it's a lot. It is. And you're in, kind of in the middle of New Jersey, right? Yeah. I like to, um, for anybody who follows the debates of Jersey, I am in central New Jersey. It exists. <laughs> I'm by the shore, <laughs> Monmouth County, um, but it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere right now, not just in New Jersey. Um, I know, you know, some of the guests we've had recently are in California, some are in Arizona and Georgia area, right. and it's the thing. So that's why spaying and neutering is so important. And if you're feeding cats outside, I'll get off my pedestal in a moment. If you are feeding cats outside, please also contact a rescue or somebody to, to get help getting them spayed. Um, if you are adventurous, like I was, I felt hopeless kind of seeing all the cats outside. I reached out to other people local to me and said, can you teach me how to do it? Maybe I can help. Um, and then also too, if you move, don't be a butthead and leave your cat behind. Okay, I'm done. Right. Well, I, it was funny because I was watching the news or in face, I can't remember where I was. And somebody said, Oh, look at this beautiful cat. It looks like somebody owns it. Da, da, da. And somebody else responded and said, No, you can see that part of his ear has been cut off. He's got his ear tipped. So that means he's a trap, neuter, release cat. So, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily, and I'm excited about this topic because we're going to talk about it with our next guest that we have next week. Um, but just because their ear is tipped or clipped um, doesn't mean that it's not a friendly cat. Um, sometimes in certain scenarios where there's a lot of restraint or constraints on resources, they have no choice but to release them back um, because right. there's nowhere to foster, nowhere to get them adopted in their space at run out in the in the clinics. So, yeah. So, Danielle Bertini, I, we do ask people questions. Um, Danielle Woolley has one she has, but I want to ask you, what is your favorite thing about cats? What do you love the most? If there's one thing or two. And you can't cop out and say everything because that's what you said originally when I asked you. You're like, everything. I know. <laughs> I know. It's tough. But um, I think that uh, people who are not cat people think that cats don't have personalities. And I think the thing that I love the most about them is that they all do very much have like very individual personalities. Like every cat I've ever had growing up as an adult come across, you know, and any other like facets of life, like they all have very distinct personalities. Um, and I love that. I think it's really cool. Like they're, you know, they're animals, but they've got these like thoughts and feelings and opinions, especially if they're a cat. Um, so I love that about them. Um, I mean, I think people think like cats are like shy and they run away or they're mean or something. And all of my cats, like I said, growing up as an adult have been very like affectionate and almost like, like they're almost like therapy animals. Like they're very sensitive yeah. to what you're feeling and what you're thinking. And I, I just think that's awesome about them. Like I've had uh, like some of my husband's friends have come over and been like, keep your cats away from me. I don't like them, put them in a room. I'm like, listen, this is their house and yep. you're in it. So yes. deal with it. Go girl. And then, <laughs> and then they sit down on the couch and especially Jackson, like my first cat, she just loved anybody's lap. Like she's like, Aww. Oh, you don't like me. Like hold my beer. Hold on a second. And she'd go <laughs> and like, sit, like his one friend in particular, um, she went and sat on his lap and he, you know, before he knew it, he was like petting her and talking to her and she loved it. And he loved it. And he was like, all right, your cat's cool. So <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because my cats are all friendly with me. And we've talked about this before, Elizabeth, where like my cats are not lap cats. Like they they just will never be. But, you know, Loki, who's the craziest one, he'll let me pick him up and carry him around the house because he's curious. And he wants to see what's going on. Um, the other two are very affectionate, 
but I'm not allowed to pick them up for some reason. Brian can. I think it's because of they were my two foster fails and they were used to every time I picked them up, I was either clipping their nails or cleaning their ears or bringing them to the adoption day, which for eight months was just a random exercise for my own insanity because I wound up adopting them myself. <laughs> but <laughs> I learned a lot during that time. Um, and I really, really appreciate what all the organizations do for that reason. But with them, if you kind of make eye contact, you communicate with them, and you're not just like charging at them or staring at them. They're so good. They'll come, they'll lay with you. They mm -hmm. want to play. Tony's obsessed with playing. Um, but if you just kind of barge in my house and you just kind of start going like this towards them, I'd run away too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, cats are a lot of fun. Well, you so I have two questions today. One, only because this is something that's been coming up for Loki a lot with his morning routine. Like he's got the most ridiculous morning routine. It's longer than mine. Um, do your cats have a, like any fun like tendencies or like quirky things that they have to do every day? I mean, Oliver wakes me up literally every day on the dot, like 445. Um, Ooh. Ooh, that's yeah. early. It's. You know, at first I was a little uh, upset about it, but um, it's kind of nice to be up that early because I get a lot done. Um, so I sort of like embraced it and it's it's my time to spend time with him because otherwise he sleeps all day. And because he can't hear, he like hides and sleeps very deeply um, mm -hmm. and he can be a little shy because of that. But in the morning, it's like 4.30. He comes into the bed with me. He curls up with me for about 15, 20 minutes and it's very nice. Um, until it's not then, is what I'm exactly. <laughs> yep. And then he jumps down off the bed and I'm like, I put the pillow over my head because, uh, because he can't hear, he's got a very loud, boisterous meow. Oh. Um, and so he comes in, he's called my, my husband, Heath, he calls it a honk. Like he does his goose honking. <laughs> so if I'm not out of bed, when he jumps down off the bed, he expects me to follow him. And if I don't, he comes in the room and he does his goose honking until I get up. And it, I can just, I can go and lay on the couch and go back to sleep and he'll lay with me there, but I have to get out of bed. Yeah. Derek and Tony used to be sharks in the morning. Like they would jump up and be cute and jump down and then jump up and start nibbling to pull me out of the bed. So, and I think I might've shared this before. I got to the point where I just started to play dead. Like even if it was hurting me, I would just ignore them like this. Um, until eventually they stopped, which is wonderful, because I don't think I can live another however many years with that in my life. <laughs> but other than that, they're wonderful. Yeah, my get a cat, cats everybody. Pretty, yeah, get a, my cats are pretty good about letting me sleep in except or sleep, except one morning recently I was trying to sleep in and Max had had enough of it. So he just jumped on my face. <laughs> it's like, OK, I'm getting up now. <laughs> I guess it was Saturday. Yeah. So. so the other question that I like to ask of all of our guests, um, I like all questions. I'm a question asker. But what is something that you're excited about? It can either be cat related. It could be life. It could be work. I know you're a product manager at a tech company. Like what you got going on? What's something you're excited about? Yeah, um, I feel like I've got a lot of like really good stuff going on right now. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about a lot of things. I just started a new job about a month ago. Congrats. Um, thank you. Yeah. So that's been going really well. Uh, just came back from like a really nice vacation up in upstate New York. So that was great. Um, <clears throat> I just moved my, I have a horse as well. So I'm not, I don't limit my animal interactions to my cats. I also have a horse. Um, and I just moved him to a new barn and they have like a this huge, like 20 acre riding field. So I'm excited to mm -hmm. like go take him out there and 
um, hopefully like try to get to a horse show. I want to compete again. I haven't competed in a long time. Um, My niece has been doing that. She has a horse too. Yeah. I haven't competed since I was about 15 years old. So, um, you know, 20 plus years later, I just would love to. Are you saying it's time to get back on the horse? Yes, exactly. I'm such a cheese ball. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, also most Elizabeth's dying. When you said that, you were so hilarious. It was good. Sorry, it was if good. anybody's listening to this and you want to see that, go on our YouTube channel. It was a good delivery, the best delivery. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the the thing I'm most excited about, um, my husband uh kind of he injured his back last year, and so he was like down for the count for many months, like couldn't walk. So uh, he is Mm. literally back on his feet and doing great in physical therapy. See what you did there. Yeah. So he's on the, you're back on the horse again. He's back on his feet again. He's back on his feet. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Um, So we've started to get back into like doing some activities we like to do together, like climbing and hiking. And that's been like amazing. Like you kind of take it for granted when, you know, you kind of don't know that it can be taken away. So um, we have some really awesome plans for climbing this summer. So I'm really excited for that too. Lots of cool. good stuff. Yeah. yeah, just just be careful out there because all those oh, yeah. locations you mentioned, there will be cats. There's gonna be a burn <laughs> kitten following your horse. You're gonna see a cat trapezing from the mountain. You're just be careful. <laughs> and I'll have to take them all home because that's the rule, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even if you can't keep them, you still take them right. home, bring them to a yeah. shelter, get them. Yeah. Not that I have to tell you, but just for our listeners. Yep, absolutely. Well, this was definitely fun. Um, We really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. And congratulations to your newest accidental cat acquisition through the (laughs) cat distribution system. I think I covered it all. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening in. Uh, Make sure that you go to thejerseypodcats.com. Make sure you check us out and subscribe on YouTube. Leave us reviews, all of the things. And we will see you next time. Bye.